1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast for your author success with the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing Show. And as you listen in, you will get a variety of ahas, insights, tips, and how-tos for your author, publishing, and book marketing success. I always like to start each show with a quote from my book, Snappy Sassy Salty Success, and I was thinking about, especially you'll find as we get into today's topic and our amazing guest, inspiration. Well, waiting for inspiration will be your downfall. You might as well wait for your winning number for the lottery to be called. Dive into something with your words, anything, even gibberish. See what bubbles up. So what could that all mean with what we're going to be talking about today? Well, I've got a question for you. Are you confused and sometimes feeling a tad swamped with all the fast paced changes, with the tools, the gadgets, the gizmos, and certainly one of the latest hot topics, artificial intelligence, also known as AI? Well, join the club. You can be very intimidated and confused, but our guest today can help you. He works with his clients to clear up confusion and to help them improve their own marketing success. Terry Brock joins us, and he's been a professional speaker for over 40 years, so he's off to a good start. He's learned a few things along the way. He's earned his CSP, which stands for Certified Speaking Professional, and he's a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame, and a few years ago, he was honored to receive the highest award. From the NSA, Speakers Association, which is known as the Cabot, only one person is selected each year. So today we're going to get into mumble jumbo, tools, tech tools, marketing tools, and certainly AI. You'll discover rules and how you can create, write, market, and so much more. So with that, Terry Brock, welcome aboard. Thank you, Judith. It is wonderful to be with you today. Yeah, we'll have some fun. I mean, Terry, and 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 disclaimer: Terry and I have known each other basically for almost forty years. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so we've we've both been out here for a long time, and why we haven't had Terry on the show um, before? Um, it's my brain boo boo. I'm just, just going to say it: my boo boo um, with that. So, Terry, a lot's going on. Where do you where should we start? What let, let's start with this. Um, it, it, do you think the the swar- it's almost like a swarm of all these new things that keep coming on? Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I have to tell you, as I was thinking about the show before and that <clears throat> with. With what's going on, you know, I was a huge uh, joiner in the Twitter world. Um, you know, we've got over 60,000 people with our feeds. And and I'm really thinking, is it time to bail? Is it time to bail? And where do I go? Where do I start building it all over again with what I see coming down with the Elon Musk thing? <laughs> Can you answer that for me? <laughs>
2: The answer is, I think, it's going to get even better. I think the idea of having free speech really makes a lot of sense. And what we can do is, as people that are writers, that are authors, we know, okay, we've got to be in tune with what our readers are looking for. And the readers are looking for information. They want to be able to hear it. And I think also to hear it from a variety of points of view, rather than just one side. I think part of the dangers of our society is too many people live in a silo. They say, okay, I only want to hear in this echo chamber those people who think like me. I think that authors and writers do better when we can say, okay, let me hear what you have to say. Now, we might have opinions that are 180 degrees out, but let's find out what's going on. What are your thoughts, and why do you believe that? Tell me the reasons. Judith, you should have talked to me when I was 18 years old. I knew everything then, or at least I thought (laughs) I did. (laughs) But uh, I have found through the years, I've changed my mind, and I think that's the mark of a good person, a well-educated person, who says, okay, I used to believe this, but now there's new evidence. I see the new evidence. I see something very different. The situation has changed. Therefore, I now embrace this other position. And I think that's a healthy way to do it. And by saying, no, we're only gonna listen to one thing, I think we run into a problem. For me, I like to listen to like from a political point of view, means I listen to, I've got on my screen deck, I just punch a button and each of them come up. I listen to CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, I'll listen to Epic Times, I'll listen to Reason Magazine, I'll read all of this. I want to hear what lots of folks are saying from many different points of view, so that I can make up my own mind, which is usually somewhere in different position, depending on what it is. At least that's where I think we need to be today, and if we look at AI, the artificial intelligence, it gives us a unique ability that we really didn't have before, particularly, I think authors and writers can benefit from this. Let's say if you're writing a book on a particular topic, you might have a particular following, might be a certain direction. What you can do is you can say, show me the points why you believe in this topic. Give me uh, 10 paragraphs of that. A little prompt like that to chat GPT will work nicely. But then where you really get uh, more information is where you can say, okay, tell me the opposite points of view and how the others who do not embrace these points of view believe and why do they believe that? And now you start seeing what the other side is saying. You go, oh, OK, I get it. Now I understand why they say that. Hey, they've even got a good point here on this one area. OK, I could see that. But I think we need to do that. It's kind of like Charlie Munger said. He said real well, I think you don't have the right to argue one position until you can convincingly argue the other side's point of view. We want to understand what all are saying based on evidence, based on history, economics, sound reason, and uh, first
1: principles, I think that we become better authors and writers when you do that. Well, I certainly think it's it's better um, that when you uh, I mean, you have to you have to bring in other information always. I think that's always a good idea. And then you can yeah. form, but you need to know what you're talking about a little bit. And you know, I had a this is really a side conversation. I had a uh, a conversation with someone who, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things, I, I would love to ha- have one of my books banned. I bet you would too, Terry. I would love to be able to carry that patch. My books have been banned. <laughs> but when we were talking about banned books, um, that it, it was coming across from this group of people that it was all malarkey and it was all that. I had close contacts who were inside libraries, who were inside schools in Florida. We'll just talk about Florida. Um, that were actually having uh, people coming in um, from administration and putting you know the giant wrapper like you'd put around a pallet of books to their shelves of books that so the kids couldn't read anything. And I just said, that's extreme people. That's extreme. And, and they literally called me a liar when I reported that. They wanted the names of the people who told me that. I mean, it was stunning to me in the response. When these were people who I have known for years, like if you told me something, you and I've had a relationship um, for over 40 years from our speaking affiliations, that if you told me something, I would really noodle that before coming back and saying, you are a fool, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) So, So it was interesting. It was interesting. But let's jump on up to our topic, tools, gadgets, gizmos. We've got about three minutes before we have our first break. Welcome aboard, everybody. And let's go ahead and kiss on. What are some of the myths with AI right now that you're seeing are starting to be tampered down?
2: Well, I think that uh, probably the biggest myth, the biggest misleading idea that uh, authors and writers need to be concerned about is the people. I've seen it. I've done a lot of research like you, and uh, going out on YouTube, watching billions of videos, mm-hmm. like that many. And I see some that say, hey, it's so great with ChatGPT. All you got to do is ask the right prompts. And then you just copy and paste it into your material. And I say, no, 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 that's not the way to do it. We have to look at it as an idea generator, as something that gives us ideas. Mm-hmm. And then let it be your own voice as an author, as a writer, as a communicator. Tell it in your words. Give us your feelings, your personal stories. And I think ChatGPT is a great way to get started. I, just this morning, Drew, I put together a proposal for a potential client that wants to work with me. And so I'm giving her some ideas on how we would work together, what we would do. I went to mm-hmm. that GPT a couple of ideas to get started. And then I rewrote all of that in my own words so that it's me, it's got my flavor, my uh, attempted at mm-hmm. humor, my point of view all the way through. And yet it gave me the idea to cover this topic. Oh, okay, that's a good topic. Let me talk about that. Let me do a little more research on it. And mm-hmm. that's where for writers
1: mm-hmm. would do best. Mm-hmm. We look at it as a way to get started, an idea generator. So here, here's what Terry is saying: use it as a tool to generate some ideas. And now you have to a transition from AI to HI, human intelligence. Yes. This is um, where you start bringing in your unique flavor, your physiology, and so much more. And I and I want to uh, tell all of you that. That um, in, in the last month, uh, we did a fabulous show with Jonathan Kirsch, who is a publishing expert. And, and we, it was, the title of the show, I think, was called As the Legal World Turns. And we really got into how to create some of those unique phrases that you, you, dear listener, can drop into your words and your books and things. And that when you go in and he he goes into very descriptive, how to do the search in a specific way, you can find out who's lifting your stuff. And then, you know, so that's kind of cool. And it's worthwhile. Please go back and find it in our show that, you know, you have 600 shows to pick from. Um, go in and it's going to be, you know, in 2023, it'll be like in the, the month of May and fine as the legal world turns. And with that, we're going to take our first break. Terry Brock is with us. <laughs>
0: is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these
3: is there a book in you or another AuthorU shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual AuthorU extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover AuthorU, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join AuthorU today at AuthorU.org. You and me.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book...
1: So Terry, I don't want to leave um, the the AI world yet to jump into some of these other amazing tools that you keep digging up, um, but I I would like to do um, you know as, as a lot's happened since it went uh, what what's the right word I mean they always said when something was explosive it was viral but it was explosive when it,
3: yes.
1: when it came on and it had faster. Faster growth, faster attention. It it was bigger, better, stronger. Let's bring back the $6 million man. Did you ever watch We Majors and the $6 million man?
2: I saw some of those years ago. I think back when I was uh, a wee little lad.
1: Oh, a wee little lad. All right. Oh, and I was a lassie. Okay, so with that said, (laughs) and I probably had four kids by that time. Oh, well. Um, That... if what what has really evolved Let, let's go from the first of the year of of 2023 I mean in 2022 it was you know being maybe chewed on a little bit but it didn't go explosive until um uh, 2023 I think really well, actually
2: Actually it was November 30th of 2022 when they released okay. their new version of Chat GPT. And that's when things started exploding. All right. We saw it happening in December. We we're going, oh my goodness, look at this.
1: Ah, okay. So my dates are off a little bit. I apologize. Um so what you know, so from that explosion, from that the new version, from all of a sudden it's starting to get some media, some user attention in late 2022. What's happened as we go halfway into the year? What's evolved? What's been kind of tossed away? What should we as authors and writers be paying attention to?
2: It's a new technology that really is a game changer. We use that phrase a lot, game changer. But this one really is. Because in the past, we would program computers. You'd write code, and then it would do what what the code told it to do. Now... It's using something with a generative language, the G of the GPT. It generates its own, and it's pre-programmed. There's the P that you program certain inputs in there. And then here's the T. It transforms it. It's a transformer that changes it around so that now the machine is learning and getting better each time. So that what you're doing is you're training that machine like you would train a dog or a human being, And it starts learning, going, oh, let me put that together. Let me piece that together. Now, that has some really good applications for writing has some really good application for other tools as well with speaking with video, et cetera. And also there's uh, some dangers on the other side we got to be careful of. And that's true as technology has been throughout the centuries. There's good and there's bad that can come from it. So I think that we're seeing it now moving faster than ever, trying to keep up with it. Judith, holy Toledo. I know, <laughs> it's, I know. It's so fast. There have been about over 1,200 new AI programs come out since uh, January. And there's no way we can keep up with it. No one person can keep up with all of that. So that's where it gets to be uh, you know, really inundating. We're overwhelmed with it at times. But I think if we look at, here's what we want to accomplish, we want to please that reader. As a writer, as an author, both, Pete and both camps need to say, okay, what are our readers looking for? What is their pain? What is it they want? Do they want to be entertained? Do they want information? what do they do now what can i use this ai for to find out those little nooks and crannies of information that i might have known a little bit about but not thoroughly or golly gee i didn't even know that that existed but there it is and chat gpt and other wonderful tools like that can really help us to do it
1: well terry let me ask you this do you have a personal favorite
2: well yeah, my personal favorite would be probably a conglomeration of several. I do use ChatGPT, using that this morning. I also use a tool called Perplexity. Perplexity Perplexity.ai is where you get that. And again, there's no charge for that. It gives you a little different perspective, and it gives a couple other little advantages over ChatGPT. I find it's not either or, it's both and. And by using perplexity, it gives me the ability to, first of all, I can use it on my iPhone. It's very nice for that. And I can also use it to be up to date right now. See, ChatGPT is only programmed through September of 2021. Right. But when you use perplexity, it's using the net, which means it's uh, programmed right up to this very instant to find out what's going on. If I'm here in Orlando, if I ask chat GPT, what is the current temperature in Orlando, Florida? Mm -hmm. It comes back and tells me, you can check the weather channel for that. And the Mm -hmm. weather is determined by that. I don't care about that. You know, that's true information, but it's irrelevant. But if I go to perplexity, it says, oh, Terry, the temperature is this right now. Winds are here. We're expecting rain this day. A current weather report. So I like using both Sometimes I get extra points, but a real uh, benefit of using perplexity is when it gives you the answers, it also comes back with, number one, the references. Judith, you got your PhD. You know about research. You know the importance of credible, viable, provable research to say, this is where I got that quote. It's from this magazine, on this publication, this date. Here's the author. Here's what the author said, et cetera. I mean, that's the way we Mm -hmm. do it perplexity gives you the ability to see that several different references here's the article and i thought wow i'll look at it i'll read what it says sure enough it did have that paragraph but look at what it says down here in this other paragraph and the one below that it's giving me a lot of information that i as a writer can put in there and make it very relevant and then it gives me other prompts which we don't get from chat it'll say here's a find out about this side of it or how many of these widgets do that and so i'm getting other ideas going oh i didn't think of that i'm glad that perplexity asked me those and suggested that prompt to me so i'm using the two of them sometimes i'll get information from chat gpt that is unique and then I'll get other unique information from Perplexity. I find those two help me as a writer, as a mm. journalist that I am, to be able to see, okay, I want to add some extra creative ideas that can ultimately help my reader. That's the goal for
1: all of it. So right now, Perplexity, as well as ChatGPT, is are freebies and a lot of these others. At, at what point, Terry, do you think that the bridge might be crossed that there is going to be a fee involved? Oh, I think they're really to see if you
2: want to. What the model is for most good products today is they have mm-hmm. a premium and a premium model. ChatGPT yeah. is there now. They have their main program, which is free. Then if you want to make sure you get through more and you don't get clogged with all the congestion and you want to get a little bit faster, uh, idea, well, actually you get better ideas. It's not necessarily faster, but mm-hmm. it is much better, clearer ideas. Then you pay $20 a month which I think is reasonable, $20 a month. And I get the better access to it. And I get some in-depth, more comprehensive answers. Hey, that's worth $20 a month to me. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone says, Hey, I don't, I can't afford $20 a month. Okay. No problem. You use the free version and, and work
1: with it from there. And, and know that there's a dating factor. Now at some point that will come off, but you know, one of the things I always do, I'm, I'm one of these people, Terry, when I'm buying a book, a nonfiction book. I'm not so worried about a fiction book Um, unless I've, you know, they've done a switcheroo and changed the cover. And I'm thinking, Oh, I don't have this book. The cover is different. And it's the same book. This is publisher's got and done a switcheroo. So I pay attention to the copyright dates. I always have um, on the page. And one of the things, you know, coming from where, although I'm at 43 books published now, 18 were with New York. um, That for you, yeah, and I'm working on two more right now, too. Um, That's to a what yeah, that, that, um, that when you turn a book in from a New York published, a traditional type of publishing book, whatever it is, especially in nonfiction, you need to understand that that material is basically two years old. It is two years old because of the process the publishing goes through to get that book in hand. So if you're, yeah. buying, if you're buying a book that has a copyright date of 2023, that means that it was submitted to the publisher most likely in 2021. Old material, old material. And, and that so this is, allows you. I love, I love the perplexity dot AI tool. And this is something you just, uh, is this something you download and you have it on your, your computer? Do you put it at, is there an app? What do, what do we do with this?
2: Yeah, there's an app that runs on your desktop on windows or Mac, and mm-hmm. they do have it now available on iOS. So on Apple, you have it and very soon it'll be available on Android. And so you bring that on your computer, you got it. I'm using it now many times when I was using Google search before, but now yeah. instead of Google, I might use perplexity. I'll still use Google for some things, but I like the idea. The journalist in me says we need three mm-hmm. non-corroborating sources before I yeah. can say something seems to be true. Something I absolutely believe be that. True.
1: Yeah, that's one, my, so, that's one of my deals too.
2: No. Yeah, it's just a safe way to do it because the lazy way is to say, oh, Joe Schmo said this, therefore <laughs> it must be true. Oh, Judith, I found it on the internet. It must <laughs> be true. Yeah, right. <laughs> if yeah, we hold. Don't hold it. You yeah, can't hold. do that anymore, Sparky.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's really important for all of you to truly understand um, that. And so Terry's introduced us to our first new tool, perplexity.com, um, to further advance um, the smartiness of what AI can do for you. But don't forget when you're using this, you've got to bring in your HI factor. Your human yeah, intelligence, yeah. your human smarts, your human snarkiness, your human humor, your whatever it is that you are known about, this is where you can integrate it in. Um, so I Absolutely. love I love that, Terry. Um, and yeah, also, I think that's most important. You want to put your feeling, and also from a
2: competitive point of view, from a marketing point of view, you want to put in that story that you know of what happened to you when you went to Kansas City last March and such and such happened to you. That's a story that you know. Chat, GPT, perplexity, do not know that. That's not on the net. And so you're able to put your own feeling, your own mm-hmm. expression, your own opinions and thoughts, mm-hmm. your own voice into it, and that's what will separate one author from another. But I go, mm-hmm. oh, I like the way she writes that. I just, I love her style, and the word, mm-hmm. the words used. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think if you, we're going to pull a line from a well-known, sometimes questionable publication, um, uh, Inquiring Minds Want to Know. The National Enquirer, the Inquiring Minds Want to Know. And that, you know, when I work with authors all the time, you know, it's 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 almost like they have this box of note cards and stuff, and they're pulling them out, and it's like, it, it's it's monotone, it comes out, and then I go back into, so how did you feel? What did that taste like? What was going on around you? What else did you see? I worked with someone who did their honeymoon on a bicycle in Europe for six weeks, so I was. Came up and I asked well, oh, how your butt feel? God, you're on a bicycle for six weeks. <laughs> Just, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. But, <laughs> but that makes
2: it a wonderful reading because then some people who like biking could look at that and go, Hey, I like that. And others who haven't could read that in with the right, carefully crafted words that mm-hmm. you help people with so much. Mm -hmm. using the right language and the right uh, splendor of words that we have available in this tool called the English language, you can take that reader to that place right there to that trail they were on in Holland, riding around on the bicycles with everyone else.
1: Which is what you want to do. All right. With that, we're going to take our next break. With us is the amazing Terry Brock. You can find him at TerryBrock.com and and uh, there there's just he's he's got some he's got blogs he's got amazing series of live conferences he does with people all over the world and you want to tap into this we'll be right back <laughs>
0: is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
3: Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Briles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Briles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Terry and I were chatting um, off air uh, during our break here, and we were talking about the recent passing of the amazing, awesome one of my idols, Tina Turner, and I was sharing with him how when I would do my live events, I always brought everyone back from the break, starting very softly because it's got a, its long, it's got several minutes to it, Her 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 song, Simply the Best. Terry responded until it got really loud, which meant people get your butts in the seat. But that Terry said, you know, it just shows you as a writer how important words are and how they matter. And I just want to reinforce that for all of you that no matter how much of this intellectual, this, this machinery we have out there, your words, your smarts, your creativity, your stories are the things that drive it in the first place. So don't ever discount that. Don't ever discount it. So gizmos, gizmos and gadgets. What else do we have that should bring um the attention to authors today and 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 let's think marketing going forward as you know terry people don't like to market themselves i don't care if they're speakers i don't care if they're what that they, you know they would love just the phone to ring off the hook buy my services buy me buy my books buy my voice buy my program buy this and it doesn't work that way you've got to have influence and branding and so much more can we get into that
2: yeah, those are really important because we, there's so many people out there today who are communicating, who are writing more than ever. You've got to do something to stand out. What worked before is not working now. And by before, I mean even maybe last week or last month. Yes. Be that fast in our world and it's. It's sometimes overwhelming. <laughs> it really is. We're like, what are we going to do? But I, I, when I think of overwhelm, I think of that wonderful quote from Clay Shirky. He said, The problem is not information overload, the problem is filter failure. And what we Ooh. need to do is very good filters of what we're going to do. And that's the way you want to look at new technology, new gizmos and gadgets. We're inundated with some really good tools that are out there, many of which today are AI. And now we can use those. But uh, the geek in me that wants to really geek out about that and be nerdy and look at all the tools—that's nice. But what I really got to do is look what they told us in business school. We've got to look for caring for that customer, helping them. So for writers, for authors, we got to look at what are the readers going through right now, what are their pains, and this is where tools come in, because a tool like for instance, I use—I uh, do a lot with YouTube, and I have a tool called Tube Buddy. And Buddy lets me run through my suggested title in their Keyword Explorer. That's a tool they have. And I type in Keyword Explorer. I'll type in the title that I think is good. And it gives me not one but two measures, one that says here's what it would look like for anyone that's get coming across it right here. And, what, and it gives you on a scale of 1 to 100 a little thermometer of how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you another scale where you're looking at competitor analysis. So this is a tool that you could use as a writer, even though it's designed for video, something Mm -hmm. like that would work. Now, there are many other tools that do similar things, but the key is you want to use the AI for research as a tool to find out what is it that people are looking for? What kind of pain are my readers, my potential readers going through right now so that I can write something so when they see the title they go, Hey, that looks pretty interesting, attention there. Yeah, that cover looks good. Let me pick that thing up and look through it. Let me click on this just to see what it's like and get a little sample of it. That's what you want to do. The way to find out is not doing it the way I've done in the past, where I say, you know, my gut tells me it's gonna be such and such, or hey, this is a really nifty, groovy title. Well, with all due respect to my gut, it's sometimes wrong, quite often wrong. But if I can <laughs> go out with AI hey, and
1: how to humbling to admit it. that. How humbling yep. to admit that.
2: Yeah, it's it's a tough one because we think it's good, but uh when we put it in there, it turns out better. And I'm finding, you know, this is really uh, it's objective. It's using AI to find out what really exists, not mm-hmm. just what I think so. Let's look at the evidence, let's mm-hmm. look at the fact of what people are looking for, where they're hurting, and what can I write about. That's going to get them to click on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bazillion other op, and I think that's the correct number, bazillion other options that are available to them.
1: There are a bazillion other options um, available. And and Richard, you know, there's a, I, I, I thought it's, it is slipping, maybe you're going to help me out. It's got the word key in it. But I had a client who wanted to write something, um, and she did a search with this one tool uh, to you find. Is it what again? Is it keyword every keywords nope. everywhere? nope. It's not keywords everywhere. Um, it, it, but it's got key in it, and and okay. she looked for what what the things were the data. It was a variation of keywords everywhere, and she was looking for the data, and she came up with writing a book on harvesting rainwater that people Ooh. wanted, to, to, and it's a wonderful book. She knew nothing about harvesting rainwater, but by God, she's turned into an expert on it. She's written a book and is consistently the book book in the top 10 on Amazon on how to start harvesting rainwater, whether it's your backyard or your field and all that and putting together um, and I've loved her creativity and working. And you know, where did this come from? And she says, I wanted to do something. And she just went up to, to find out what people are looking for. And it, you know, with you know, I thought we need pipelines that parallel gas lines that move water from one coast to the other coaster, and where they don't need it out here. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and you know, and collecting, and I said, I don't get it. We're wasting so much water. And what do we need? Water. So- <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly. And- I mean, to look at that, I'm I'm not an engineer, but I uh, heard you can do a lot of things. I, people are saying there was a water shortage and there was a water shortage in California. I thought, huh? Yeah. Really? I, I looked at a map once. Right to the left of California, there's a whole bunch of water. And you know what? They could take that water and go through a thing called desalination and yeah. use the mach- the submarine kind of technology that we've been using safely for over 60 years. And then we've got a distribution issue. We can put it on rail. We can put it on trucks. We can put it in pipelines and get it from the coast into the places where they need it. Duh. And uh, I'd love to sit down with some civil engineers and mechanical engineers and say, why don't we do that? It, Maybe that could
1: be a good thing. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I found, I, I'm looking for my notes. It's called KD, um, Kangaroo David Spy. KDspy.com. Oh, thank you. I had not heard of that one. Thank you. Well, I am so thrilled to tell the Terry Brock. <laughs> Oh, I'm learning all the time. I've got all
2: kinds of stuff to learn every day.
1: <laughs> so, so she created a best-selling book. A best-selling book by using this tool. What are people hungry for? And and what are they doing? And then she started doing. And she, you know, it's and it's it's it was it's a marvel to see what she put together. Um, Absolutely so you know judith what you just said
2: is so true and matter of fact if you don't mind i'm going to talk directly to the listeners listen to what judith just said this is golden you want to pause and write this down because there's so many authors out there to write a book called how to write a book i mean there's a bazillion of them out there Mm -hmm. what you want is something that is unique like this example Mm -hmm. rainwater now that is a need it's a serious need it's also got Mm -hmm. a certain mark to it and this lady has tapped into that that's what you Mm -hmm. want to author, that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. writer, in the work that you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's And it's so much fun um, to do it. And, you know, Terry, you've, you've been a pioneer in a lot of things. I've created a couple of books that were so pioneering um, that I got my hoo-hoo in the ringer because I was too ahead of my time. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, It started approaching it. I mean, I, ha- I was uh, I was on the Phil Donahue show uh, decades ago and I had uh, the head of Working Woman magazine. I had the head of Ladies Home Journal call me a liar on the oh, air um, on the air and that I had manipulated my statistics for my dissertation and all that to the credit, to the credit. Uh, the Ladies Home Journal said, you know, I said, I, I'll be glad to turn over my entire survey to you. And why don't you go out and check it out with your readership? To the credit, they did it. And eight months later, they came back and announced in a press release that the results from their readership paralleled my results revealed in Woman to Woman from Sabotage. So, so, but sometimes, you know, when you are a ringleader, it's just like what Terry said. It is golden you know, um, to go out and you find, you know, a tool like this. And all of a sudden, oh, there is a hole. There is a need. Terry has used a word that I use all the time, and it is what is the pain? What's the pain factor? Because we as authors can kiss it. We can make it will, We can give it Band-Aids when we need it, or we can eradicate it totally. That's the power of our words. Absolutely. And it's neat now more than ever.
2: It's just that it's going to have, we're going to have to go a little bit more in depth. And that's why you want to use these tools. Like I mentioned, Keyword Explorer and TubeBuddy. Okay, that's good for YouTube specifically. There's other tools like SEM Rush and Ahrefs. And there's a bunch of them out there. I'm not saying here use any one over another, but I would recommend, again, here's the journalist in me, have two, maybe three that you like that you can go in and see them because they're gonna give you a little bit different nuances, little different sample and having those three non corroborating sources Mm -hmm. kind of works in this as well.
1: So Terry, we've got two minutes. Um, I I just wanna sit down and have tea with you and and play with what ideas, but um, yeah. So we need to do this more, Um, but uh, let's talk about some other tools that would help them with marketing um and and we we, and then we'll come back with our final one but if we can just kind of let's go through a lot of tools I love to say you know are they free or is there a fee and usually as you said I think earlier there's often both options and you make a decision when you do the crossover and I and I want all of you to when you're in this decision mode please take into consideration what your time is worth because a lot of people may not want to pay where Terry said, oh, this is going to be, if you do the upgrade on, on the chat EPT, it's $20 a month. Well, I don't know if I want to pay $20 a month, that's for a year. What is your time worth? Yeah. What is your time worth? This is an investment. These are investments. Okay, Terry, so in a minute, can we kiss on one before we take the next break? Let me give you
2: one that's going to surprise you. It's a free tool that you can use that you're probably using already, but I want authors and writers to use it in a different way. And that tool is – YouTube. You know, YouTube. Oh, yes. What does that have to do with writing? Well, mm. YouTube shows people that are, what they're interested in. I want you to go and type in what it is you, that you are writing about in YouTube. And notice the words that start coming in, right? Very slowly and carefully. As you do, you'll see the words come up, showing what people are looking for now. They're looking for videos but do you think people who are watching videos also might be interested in, in looking at what's text and other problems? This will give you a clue on what problems to solve and how to do it. And it's free. Of okay. Course you can use it over there at the University of YouTube.
1: All right. So let's come back and kiss a little bit more on the University of YouTube after this break because I believe in it. One of my favorite things I love to do in my unplugged events, my my book marketing and my social media unplugged events, is I always have a full multi-hour section on module on on gizmos and gadgets. And and I go through like 20 of my favorite tools at the show and tell, show and tell, you're going to do this, that kind of thing. And so what I'd love to do that kind of with Terry right now, and he mentioned a couple because it is, it is marketing. We do want the phone to ring, but you have to create all the factors to make your phone ring or the email to come in or the text to come through. The people say, we want you, um, we, we're going to get your book, you're going to drive them to, you know, Amazon or wherever you're trying to drive people to purchase your products on oh, that. So um, Terry mentioned a couple off the air and I wanted him to come back to them on that. So Terry, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you run here.
2: Yeah, what these are, they're tools that let you go out and find out what are people looking for right now? What are they putting into Google? What are they putting into YouTube and other places? One of those is SEM Rush. Uh, SEM as in study, exercise, meditation, (laughs) that gives you the ability to find out what's going on in the world, what people are really looking for. Again, not trusting your gut. With all due respect to your lovely gut, we want to find out what the real world is saying. That's one. Another tool is called HREF. And H-R-E-F is the tool that gives you the ability to do a lot of research. Uh, There's several other Uber Suggests is a very good one. U-B-E-R, kind of like a an Uber for cars. Uber Suggest is another tool that gives you a, the ability to find out, here's what's happening right now. Here's what people are really looking for and what they're doing. And these are the readers of our books, the readers of the articles and the kind of material that we're putting out there. This is where we really want to be and where we want to focus our attention and be able to help them.
1: Okay. All right, so that current keep it in your really current, um, and if you, I'm I'm certainly familiar with Sam Rush. I wasn't re- familiar with H um and Uber suggest I will be on that today. <laughs> so
2: yeah, I, I think the whole the whole key is we want to make sure that we're in tune with what the market is saying. What is the market doing now? Not what we thought it did, or even what it did just a short time ago. What's it looking for right now? And I realize as a book. Judith, as you said real well, you've got a long lag that's in there. Find ways to do it faster. And one of the ways, one of the tools I found to help me get more done faster, it's been around for a long time, but it's getting better now than ever, and that's dictation because you can talk faster than you can write and faster than you can type. So if you can perfect that, get a really good microphone, make sure you've got good tools. I like Google Docs. As simple and as easy as it is, Google Docs with a good microphone can give you the ability to get those ideas from your noggin down onto the screen faster than ever. A great tool that I think is a must for writers and authors.
1: All right. So Google Docs, right? What other um, – that it, 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 a, a gizmo or gadget that you just find is fun? Is there one that's just fun? Um, for me, it's kind of brain candy. Sometimes I'll, I'll tell you one of mine is Photofunia. Do you know about that? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with it. Tell me about. Oh, it. Oh, I'm so excited when I can tell you. So Photofunia is a freebie, and it is when you're looking for imagery, making stuff like you have you you might have pictures like your whether it's your book cover, you can go into Photofunia f u p h o t o f u n i a dot And you can start dropping in, uh, whether it's your photo, uh, any other imagery. I use my books. I use these for marketing campaigns all the time. Um, And you can go around and create a slew. I'm talking about an inventory of items that you have any marketing campaign that goes up that is just to like one of my favorite ones. If you go into the search box and you put in um, fortune cookie, for example, fortune cookie. That you come come in and you can put in like if you have favorite quotes, favorite lines, something from your book, something from your expertise, you can go in and put that in. And it all of a sudden it's in a wonton in a fortune cookie and it comes out and by God, you can market them all over the place.
2: Very nice. very nice, and I think isn't it great to be alive to see today to see so many wonderful tools that are coming out, making it easier for authors and writers to get the job done, to market more effectively. And that's something we talk about a lot in our programs. Gina and I talk about how to do that. One of the and here's another one that is very simple. I like the things that are simple, but also are very inexpensive and give a lot of bang for the buck. And that is going out on social media. Wonderful tools that and give a personal audio message to someone, say, on Facebook or on LinkedIn or wherever you're using it. Because when they hear an audio message, they see that came up that comes up on the screen. No one can turn that down. Oh, oh Judas sent me a voicemail. i got to listen to this. And you listen to that. And you as an author, you as a writer can go on there and say, hi, Bob, hope you're doing well today. Hey, I saw an article that I thought of you. Here it is. I'm attaching it here. Hope you're doing well. Something simple like that, 30 to 60 seconds, using the voice technology and using that is a great marketing tool. It's being human. It's being a real, live, honest to goodness human being. And people like that today. We like that, always have, and I think we'll even want it more as we see more and more AI in our world.
1: All right. So with having an audio tool to send out a short 30-second message, which ones do you like to use?
2: Well, I think that there's a a lot of an audio tool. I'm using uh, my microphones. I'm using uh, uh, the old Yeti from Blue Microphones. That microphone gives me real good clarity. It's old, but it's been around for a long time, and it still gives excellent quality. And then I use a lot of lavalier microphones that I'll use either on my laptop or on my smartphones. So I'll use it on my iPhone or on my Android. I have both. And I find that uh, that way it gives me the ability to really make the message clear and much better all the way around. And by the way, I, I can't let you get away without a really good tool that I use to send out video messages to people is Loom, L-O-O-M. Loom gives you the ability to quickly and very easily create a video message, a video email that you can send to someone to say, hey, Mary, it was great to see you last night at the reception. Uh, you asked about such and such. Here's some information on it. Hope you're doing well. Something like that as a video message, uh, when you send that to Mary, she sees it. She knows it's really you. It's not a firmware, and it's human-to-human communication. So I think whatever tool we use, take it back to human-to-human communication. And the more you do that in a world that's going crazy with so much marketing, so many gizmos and gadgets – you're going to stand out in a favorable way as a real human being who's got a message. And, oh, by the way, tell me about that book that you're writing. I want to know more. That's
1: what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you if you take a loom, is this now? You go to loom.com, you download it, you use it. Do you need to buy it? Is it freebie? Help us out here.
2: Yeah, they have a free version and they have a paid version. Of course uh, they I do. I find a free version. It's <laughs> good. It's a marvelous little tool. And uh, I use that regularly to send messages to people. You can show a screen. Often I'll use that when someone's like, for instance, I do a lot of consulting. Someone sends me a message and say, Carrie, I got three questions number one, two, and three. I go back and create a Loom video where I say, I'm looking at your email right now. Number one, you asked about da 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 They're seeing it on the screen and they're seeing me on the screen as well. And I say, mm-hmm. here's the answer to that da da da. And that way it's personalized, it's giving them what they want quickly at a very reasonable price the free one is good their paid version is like a, about a hundred dollars a year very reasonable
1: all right so you're saying on a loom let's say you know because i know you send me messages that way that y- your loom you just you have it just downloaded on your computer you're talking into your computer you're talking separately yes. into yes. another camera with your yeti mic i have one of those too. um yep okay so well, you make Encourage using
2: that. And also you can even create also little Zoom. Zoom gives you the ability to create and record a message. So what you could do is similar to Loom, you could then send a link where they get your video, your audio, and a transcript. The transcript is nice because then they can see what's happening there. And you can have it so that your words are appearing there. With Loom as well, I didn't mention this, you have a transcript so the words appear at the bottom of your screen. That's particularly good if you're talking to someone whose native language is not English. They might want to see the words on the screen as well as hear you. Think about what
1: you can do with that. That opens up Mm. a world of possibilities. And then they can convert it. Interesting. All right, Terry, we got one more minute. Got one more for us?
2: I think that what you want to do is, I think more than anything, it's the mindset. Let me go back to what I mentioned before, with play shirky. It's not a matter of information overload. It's filter failure. I would say right now, dear listener, sit down and create your filters. What is it that's important to you? And then when you see new gadgets and gizmos coming along, let us know. You can look at that. We talk about this in our program, Gina Carr, and me in our programs. Uh, matter of fact, AI tools for biz is a great little way, a little plug there with three tools, no charge, and we'll show you a lot of AI tools you can use. That's AI tools, the number four, B-I-Z.com. All is one word, all in lowercase. And we like to pack in a lot of good tools there. Again, no charge. You get a chance to see what's going on and find out how you can use these as an author as a writer and i would encourage you to get out there and keep changing the world for the better by doing that
1: all right and with that it's a thank you huge thank you to terry brock and and do check him out his own website is terrybrock.com and check out ai tools for biz.com so you can get smarter faster better and stronger in this world today (laughs)